Hey folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Park podcast. This is, of course, the show where we talk about everything mountain biking, from trail guides to equipment and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, as always, and I'm joined by Tom Bell. Hey Tom. Hi Colin, good to speak to you. You too. How are you getting on this week? Yeah, great, thank you. Um, just riding as usual. Um, it's Yeah, just getting through the training plan as usual. Yeah. And um, we've not had too much uh, bad weather. It's been fairly nice temperatures and stuff. So yeah. it's been good. Uh, some good trail conditions out there, yeah. Any races recently? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast that I was, uh, I was racing a... Uh, very high ranked race at um, on the Olympic course from London 2012 uh, and that cool. was with um, Julian Absalon and Nino Schurter and uh, so, so that was a really nice experience and then I had a, a round of the uh, the last round of the British cross country British cycling cross country series um, a few weekends ago mm -hmm. and uh, that went well with a fourth place which was uh, a, a they do a top five podium there so that was the first first elite podium so that was Great. nice yeah. first ever first ever yeah uh, in the elite level certainly yeah <laughs> Thank you. good stuff yeah does that get you points for the uh, the overall running uh, running then it does yeah so yeah. that's that gets me a fair amount of british ranking points um and then unbeknownst to me it, it actually wasn't a, a uci um ranked race which is a bit annoying okay. i didn't realize until afterwards but um so that would have been a nice few points but yeah. um but yeah, so I've just uh, coming, coming. I guess more towards the end of the season now. So I've just got the marathon national championships to do, and um, I'm probably going to be going out to Andorra to the last World Cup as well. So that should be pretty exciting. Great, if that to, happens. <laughs> to the to the what World Cup? Sorry, it's the mountain bike cross country World Cup. Ah, so it's the okay. final round. Um, I thought you called it something particular there. The Something World Cup, anyway, yeah, so oh, that's really good. So are you you qualified for that or are you yet to find out? Yeah, I've got enough, uh, I've got enough UCI points, which is, uh, which is what you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you need 20 as a minimum to get in. So I've, cool. I've got, I've got enough of those. So it's just a case of working out the logistics and, uh, whether it's, whether it's worth going this season. Yeah. Why would it not be just in terms of costs? Yeah, just I guess in terms of uh, costs, sort of time out of training, and then um, what uh, the the thing is, I'm probably not going to uh, go for a you know a, a really good result just because it's going to be 150, 160 of the the world's best. So it's more of an experience thing, and just yeah. to see how I kind of stack up. So yeah. it's whether it's uh, that's worth it. Um, or whether a another kind of slightly lower ranked international race would would be a better bet. Yeah, better investment. Yeah, that's it. So I, I've not asked you this before, but what like what's your? You're obviously racing in pretty high level mm -hmm. races. Your national races are in the UK. Yeah. What's your longer term plan then? I mean, what what was your goal for this season? What was your highest level aspiration? Um, it, I mean, the, the overall aspiration is to, to go full-time professional, yep. um, as a cross country racer. Sure. Um, I guess you would say I'm semi-professional at the moment. So mm -hmm. I do have, um, companies, uh, you know, giving me money to race, but it's not, it's not what you would, it's not a full-time salary. It's, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's more kind of covering all the costs and then a little bit extra on top of that. Yeah. So it's, it's more to, to either develop my own team that can you know make it a full-time a full-time gig or uh, actually get on a pre-existing um 
mountain bike team that would that would make that a professional um, yeah. setup. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the long term aim, and then this year was just kind of just a stepping stone up to that. So yeah, just good results abroad um, uh, and and at home. So do do you have though like a like uh, a particular goal that shows you you've progressed as much as you want to this year, like a particular race or UC, UCI ranking or anything like that. Is there anything you'd set out for yourself for this year? Yeah, definitely. The UCI ranking is a big one. Um, so that was just to essentially accumulate as many points as I possibly could mm-hmm. um, achieve sort of top 10 results when I go abroad to these big kind of international races. Um, and yeah. then uh, my other, my other main goal for this year was to qualify for the world championships in the marathon, which I did yeah, yeah. Uh, and went there and it didn't, it, I had a crash the weekend before, which put yeah. all my preparations out, but, um, yeah, so I, I definitely have intermediate goals, uh, along yeah. the way. Yeah. Cool. And the reason I ask is because you talk about going to that, uh, the world cup there. Yeah. Um, and Andorra, did you say there? Yes, Andorra, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, but you wouldn't expect to place, so maybe it's not worth it. But like, I presume that with your the work you're doing just now and like building up the team and all that, you would mm-hmm. hope to, to I mean, what would be, like the ultimate aspiration is to win something like that, of course. Yeah, yeah, so like, exactly. What's your, what's your kind of, uh, <laughs> maybe you don't plan it, but like, do you have a, right, four years time, five years time, that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to win that race. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely do. Um and that's my kind of thinking whether you know whether I go to the World Cup or not now is that that's ultimately where I want to be in the kind of you know uh, top top 20 top 10 of a World Cup uh, yeah, World yeah. Cup level so it makes sense I, to me I guess to to go and experience that as soon as possible and jump into that kind of um, world uh, sooner rather than yeah, later yeah, so yeah. Um, so that's that's the thinking yeah um, and yes certainly I just want to I just want to see tangible progression um, in both my training as well as the race results um, as the years go on. So I've definitely got plenty of kind of uh, results-based goals and those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible to rank yourself nationally quite easily? Like, do you can you say I am the seventh best mountain biker in England or the twelfth in the UK or something like that? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. So there is a British ranking system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently eighth at the moment. So okay, cool. um, that doesn't always reflect the 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 out and out best rider, just because if you do um, lots and lots of you know regional races where there might not be as many competitors, you could potentially accrue quite a lot of points there um whereas uh, this year all i've done is kind of national level and international level races so i'm fairly happy with sitting in eighth at the moment um and then obviously i was fourth at the last national round Mm -hmm. um with a a couple of kind of british top british guys missing so Mm -hmm. I, i would say i would say i'm in that sort of top 10 um hopefully pushing towards top five in the uk yeah yeah Perfect. So, would you? Wh- how long do you think then till uh, number one in the UK? <laughs> well, it's hard to say. I mean, Grant Ferguson is uh, is the is our out and out kind of best cross country racer yeah, at, yeah. at this point, and he's just uh, gone off to Rio, and he'll be competing in the Olympics. Uh-huh. Um, so, I guess it's a case of getting getting on level terms with him. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I've, I've got plenty to work on, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'll just keep working at that. Yeah, absolutely. Would that be an aspiration for the next one? Twenty twenty is Tokyo, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, it's Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be. That's definitely going to be. Um, obviously, depending on how I go in the next and the remainder of this season and next yeah. season, that would definitely be. 
um, a big goal in four years, yeah. And is that something, sorry, I'm diving into this, we were just interested, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. people listening are as well. Um, so. And like how, I have no concept of how you would start training for the Olympics. Would you do that by yourself or do you have to get noticed and get on a national programme? Is it possible to do that by yourself? Yeah, you, you can definitely do it. You don't have to be um, on a national program uh, per se, but it, I guess it helps because British Cycling are ultimately the ones that make that um, that decision whether as to who goes. Who take, um, right. okay. Yeah. So, so can you? Is it not possible then to qualify to go to the Olympics without their? Uh, permission it's maybe not the right word but like say you weren't supported by british cycling but yeah. you got enough points anyway yeah. does it, is that how it works or it's did, more it, is it a selection it's, thing it's more it is a selection thing yeah it's it's a little more abstract than just you know you, you get a certain amount of what happens is we we have a nation ranking so all mm -hmm. the all the athletes from a certain country accrue uci points and then yeah. that determines how many athletes we can actually send to the olympics now the uk have only accrued enough to send one oh actually we, we didn't accrue enough points to send anyone but grant kind of got in on a, a wild card entry uh -huh, okay um, yeah. which is a bit of a shame but um Obviously, I'm uh, myself and a, a few other racers are obviously working now to to try and get our nation ranking up, and mm. then uh, British Cycling or the uh, British Olympic uh, Federation then uh, decide based on uh, World Cup results and that kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, who mm -hmm. who would go. Yeah. Okay, and and those national ranking points come from you going and competing in international races. Is that right? Yeah, so the so the UCI points, you've got UCI ranked races, and yeah. uh, depending on whether it's a category two, which is the top ten, get some points, or category one, where it's top fifteen, um, you'll get certain points based on where you finish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I don't actually recognise. Uh, I mean, I don't follow the racing that closely, but I don't recognise Grant um, Grant's name. Uh, but I would. I know like another couple of two or three. Oh, I can't. Uh, who were the guys last Olympics that were in the mountain bike racing? Was it Lee? Um, yeah, Liam Killeen. Yes, uh, uh -huh. Liam's Liam's still uh, racing a little bit. Right, um, okay. He's done. He's done quite a few of the national series races yeah. this year and been okay. you know top three basically every round. Right. So okay. he's and then Ollie Ollie Beckinsale. Ollie, that was the one I was trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ollie's Ollie's retired now, oh, so okay. um, right. he runs a, he runs a bike shop in Bristol called BW Cycling. Ah, oh, perfect. Okay, my yeah. brother's down to visit next time I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just interesting, actually. I've I've often, <laughs> I'm jealous sometimes of people that uh, that support a football team like really fervently because it's like something to kind of get into and like support yeah. and g get really passionate about. And I've tried to do that with cycling over the years, like try and follow the, um, the downhill. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of the downhill racers, more more so than mountain biking, obviously, but um, sorry, than cross country. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I tried to get into the cross country a bit during the Olympics last year. That's why I kind of forgot the names it was four years ago now, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, and I've not managed to follow it since then. But um, I need to start looking at it a bit more, try and follow the the rankings and stuff, and yeah, keep the, up with it. The coverage on uh, on Red Bull, which is um, where they where they cover all of the downhill mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, um, the cross country coverage is absolutely great. Is it good? And, right? um, okay. Yeah, and they they cover all the World Cups. 
um, as well as the World Championships as well. Yep. So yep. it's definitely uh, for, for anyone listening uh, and for yourself, uh, if you you know want to kind of start jumping into it and uh, seeing seeing who the riders are and that kind of thing, it's it's the the coverage is absolutely great. Yeah. So there's video on there too. You can watch back the races. Yeah, it's live. They've got live coverage, and then mm. they they just stick it up um, as an on-demand service after that. So mm. it's uh, it's great. I mean, if if any of the sort of TV channels, you know, like Eurosport and the the typical ones that cover cycling, were to pick up these these um, coverages and actually get them out to a slightly bigger audience, it's arguably a lot better spectator sport than you know road cycling and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So. There's all sorts of obstacles. It's really close racing. It's um, it's great. Yeah, 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 t- totally. I, I mean, I think I'd love to get you to write a few more articles about this, like your last, uh, your story of this year, say, like a year in the life of a, a mountain bike racer. Um, and obviously, we'll be. I mean, I'm hoping you'll be sticking around on this in the long term, and we can Absolutely. like cover your your career next year, <laughs> basically yeah, your season. Great. Yeah, because we we've been doing. I mean, we've been concentrating pretty heavily on the kit during the season, and I, I do like doing that. I like kind of covering a topic mm. in depth and try to stay on focus to keep stuff evergreen. But I feel like uh, a season around or at least an update every few weeks or once a month on your progress, on your training, on what you're working mm-hmm. on now, on like the race you've just been to, that could that's evergreen too because it, it shows people, when I say evergreen, sorry, I mean content that kind of is useful to people forever. You yeah, know, like you do yeah. a news show and it kind of, a month later it's irrelevant basically um and i don't like creating stuff like podcasts or blogs or anything like that because it it just seems pointless to create something that becomes irrelevant but if we covered like the more about how the whole race scene works how being a professional mountain biker or aspiring to be a professional mountain biker Mm. works i think that'd be really interesting to folks so yeah cool i'd um, love to uh i'd love to write about that and uh, let people know yeah delve into that a bit more um might make people even like I know I, I just said not to do the kind of news stuff but I think maybe we could do a little news update every um at the end of each show or something so that you know you get your uh, your normal content but then there's a bit of news that's at the end of each show that tells people what's going on in the rankings that kind of stuff it could be quite good sounds great keep yeah. me up to date with it as well cool yeah definitely <laughs> that sounds good I tell you what if you're listening and that's something that you think would be interesting you'd like to follow along with that let us know what you'd like what you think would work um, I'd love to do the stuff about Tom's career like keep up with what he's doing but also even just like the uh, you know the UCI downhill the cross-country seeds, all that kind of stuff. Is that something that you would like us to include on the show on a regular basis so that you can keep up with it? If so, let me know. Uh, always uh, plenty of ways to get in touch. So you can email in at colin at mountainbikespark.com. Uh, probably preferable though, if it's just some less feedback, uh, just tweet me. So tweet me on Twitter. Tweet me on Twitter. You can only tweet me on Twitter <laughs> at Colin MC Gray. Uh, and uh, or you can tweet Tom as well by Tom Bell and let us know what you think let us know what you'd like to be covered in terms of that kind of uh, more news based more updated type of uh, content right so uh, 20 minutes into the episode and we're, uh, <laughs> just covered uh, your uh, kind of current state of play but yes, that's good that's, I thought that was interesting so I hope I hope other people thought it was as well um, but yeah let us know if you're out there listening uh, but yeah, for this episode, what we wanted to do 
uh, was finish up the clothing essentials. This is covering clothes that you wear uh, when you're out mountain biking. Um, And if you've been listening for the last uh, couple of months, two or three months actually, you know that we've been going through a season around mountain bike equipment. So how to find your way about your bike, how to set it up, how to, you know, figure out the kit that's on your bike, make sure it's set up for you, for your particular context, your type of riding, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're finishing up with clothes. So clothes that would suit you, finding the best types of clothes, best type of kit that goes on your body itself. So last time around we did uh, helmet, glasses, tops, uh, and uh, gloves. Da, 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 gloves. Yeah. Uh, this time around we're going to do shorts, socks, and shoes. Uh, and I think we should be able to rattle through this reasonably quickly. So um, yeah, good to go along with your little update there anyway. Yeah. Let's kick off with shorts. So we actually, we talked a little bit about shorts last time anyway, didn't we? But uh, let's um, let's go into it a wee bit more. So we've got the two bits to think about. You've got the Lycra shorts on the, yeah. intra- on the inside, baggy shorts on the outside. Uh, some people don't bother with the baggy shorts, some people do. So um, what's the setup? How do, how do you race? I bet you're uh, not a baggy wearer. No, it's it's uh, it is lycra, definitely lycra. Um, but um, on sort of trail, you know, uh, when I'm just doing a pure mountain bike day, um, I'll definitely have the the baggy shorts um, out as well. And there are there are actually a few uh, uh, races now that uh, that actually use um, mount, uh, you know, baggy shorts as well. Okay, um, really? so. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like uh, helmets again, where we've got uh, light, you know, like of shorts from the more from the roadside and certainly more racy uh, can definitely still be used. And obviously, they're they use as a liner for the for the baggy shorts. Yeah, but um, uh, the baggy shorts, I guess, are more of an aesthetic thing, like yeah. we said with the helmets, more sort of mountain bikey, yeah. uh, outdoorsy looking. Yeah, totally. Um, and and also actually utility in terms of the pockets and stuff like that. I mean, when I go biking, I've got my uh, my phone in my pocket because I like to take it out and take pictures and I'm going along and stuff like that so it's it's good to have uh, just sort of to hand there um, although you, you know you've got your bag you've got your uh, pockets in the back of the jersey so it's not exactly required but I, I find it convenient and yeah, yeah I mean, definitely are yeah and I yeah it's totally an, for me it's an aesthetic thing I just don't go out and all lycra because I just feel like it's um <laughs> I don't know. I feel exposed. I'm not used yeah. to. I'm not like a road biker. Like they're totally used to just going out on uh, and yourself as well, or racing. Totally used to going out like that. But I'm just like, I'd rather have something to you know cover up the uh, you know the little lumps and bumps down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're not alone <laughs> in uh, in feeling that way. Um, I, I think people that ride uh, on the road a lot and and that kind of thing, you, you just get comfortable, more comfortable with it and more used to it. But um, certainly, I can I can totally empathize with uh not not wanting to wear lycra on the trail because yeah. uh you kind of have to go full uh you know you know full kind of road or cross-country jersey with lycra as well yeah. it's, i wouldn't say it's a it's a, a look a good look to have uh, you know your baggy baggy top like we discussed before and yeah. then some tight lycra shorts on <laughs> that is definitely not a good look no. um not to not to put people down that go out and all definitely lycra not. of you course wear what you like yeah <laughs> exactly but uh, just personal taste um but yeah i mean lycra lycra shorts are great in terms of um a few reasons like you've obviously got your inner liner which makes your ride a lot comfier i i notice it when i go out without them sometimes i forget to take a pair of shorts and i'm just mm-hmm. riding in a pair of baggies 
movies and you know your uh, boxers and you definitely notice it if it's like an hour an hour and a half definitely more yeah. sore on the uh, the old rear end yeah definitely yeah definitely. and even just um comfort in terms of pedaling like when you're pedaling away it, it cuts down on the friction doesn't it when you've got um your sort of thigh to knee uh, or hip to knee got all covered up mm. Yeah, it does definitely. It's just it's just all round better, you know, comfort. And the uh, the chamois or the pads are uh, are designed specifically to kind of sit on a saddle, so they yeah. uh, they definitely add a lot of uh, a lot of comfort in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Um, do you, do uh, you wear? Sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna uh, as a little uh, tip is mm-hmm. for a, be, a lot of beginners. I think sometimes wear their boxer shorts underneath their um, underneath their sort of padded shorts mm-hmm. and. Um, it's definitely something to avoid, I would say, just for the uh, chafing issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, going into that, maybe uh, too deep. Uh, I've never, the whole chamois cream thing, I've never yeah. never tried, never done. Any uh, thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I use it if uh, it's a really wet day. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, it's really wet and bad weather and yeah. I've got um, a fair amount of hours to do. I, I do use it just because... Uh, I'm riding every day and uh, it's quite easy to kind of get saddle sores and, and those kinds of things. And as small as they might be, they're incredibly uh, painful and just, you know, uh, yeah, really uncomfortable. So yeah. that the, the chamois creams tend to have kind of an antimicrobial property as well yeah, as okay. uh, being a bit sort of lubricating. So they're, they're pretty, <laughs> it's good from that regard, but it's definitely not essential. Keeps you all tidy down there. No Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, just in case people don't know, have a clue what I'm talking about. It's basically just a, a tub of cream that you you rub into the actual, or where, well, this might be me entirely naive. I've always imagined you rub it into the chamois itself, or do you just rub it in yourself? How does it yeah, work? That, uh, sometimes a bit of both. Uh, <laughs> you, usually, I think it's uh, yeah. You rub it, rub it onto the pad, and then uh, and then stick them on. Yeah. Oh, creating all sorts of horrible images here. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I can imagine how it would help. I can imagine how it would make things a bit more comfortable when you're out yeah. for three, four hours, especially if it's like you say, if it's damp and uh, yeah, clammy. Mm, okay, it. moving swiftly on. Uh, shorts or longs? What do you what do you usually go for? Yeah, so I, I again, it's just uh, weather weather dependent and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of what time of year it is. So uh, yeah. long long tights when it's uh, a bit a bit fresh out there. Yes, and then um, I yeah, just I guess sometimes trail trousers as well. They're, they're sort of a, a slightly longer version of just a sort of baggy short. Yeah. So sometimes you get a three quarter length. Um, I know the uh, Endura Humvee shorts, which we uh, talked about on the last show mm-hmm. um i think they they have a full kind of full length version as well as a a three-quarter length so uh any of those yeah. are good for for whatever time time yeah. of year yeah. it is and the temperature outside touch more protection yeah so yeah. the the long tights really for you just it's just warmth it's just about how cold it is there's no kind of extra benefit in warm weather uh, no, no, I think uh, they're just yeah. Uh, if it's if it's nice outside and it's uh, above an acceptable temperature, yeah. I'll just use the shorts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I yeah, uh, I always get comments when I send. Um, uh, I've got a kind of local cycling group. We put pictures on and stuff, and there's always comments whenever I'm out in winter in my shorts. Uh, I just put my baggies in my 
uh, a pair of lycra under, underneath. I rarely yeah. ever wear long tights, to be honest. I've got enough hair on my legs. It keeps me warm. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm not shaving like roadies. Uh, or probably yourself, I don't know. Oh, cross-country <laughs> races, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always get comments that uh, like the, all the wimpy road bikers in the group, there's a fair few around my village, uh, going on about how I can go out like that. Like, they, I don't know. Road bikers never seem to take off their longs unless it's literally 25, 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has to be actual like Spanish temperatures or something before <laughs> they'll take off their long tights. Too used to it, they're just lever- levered into them. But yeah, right. Okay, so uh, lycra long tights. What about uh, brands then? Instead, what what kind of brands do you wear in terms of shorts? Yeah, well, it's again, be the same I think, old ones, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the uh, the main players. So um, Endura, um, Polaris Bikewear, yeah. uh, Gore. Uh, and and then like we said before just some of the um, actual kind of bike manufacturers or who you know companies that you know as bike manufacturers so yeah. specialized and um, and Scott uh, have their own kind of clothing ranges which are actually really good as well mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm I can't see past Endura for shorts that's all I've ever worn basically Scottish I think company as well yeah is it? I didn't know that yeah they yeah oh, based in cool. Scotland yeah Perfect. Oh, even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I bought, I bought a pair of Humvees. Back in the early days, I bought a few pairs of shorts and then got a pair of Humvees and I've never looked back. I had a pair of them, uh, a couple of pairs of them. I mentioned last last episode, two pairs that have lasted me literally nearly a decade. Um. So yeah, I can't see past them. But yeah, I'm sure there's other good brands out there as well. Yeah, there are. <laughs> but the, yeah, the Humvees are uh, definitely a good shout. Yeah. Any, a few pairs. any particular features that you can't live without on a pair of shorts? Uh, I guess on baggies, like you say, just kind of smartly placed pockets. So mm-hmm. you, like you said, you, you put your phone in there and a few other things, but mm-hmm. if they're in the wrong place, they can just kind of, you know, uh, move about and, uh, and, you know, just shake around. So, yeah, yeah. uh, just, just pockets that are, that are, that are just in the right places, yeah. um, as well as kind of a, a baggy cup, but one that's not super baggy yeah. that it sort of uh, starts becoming a little bit unfunctional yeah um yeah, i think they're probably the best features to yeah an eye out for yeah totally not flapping about not so baggy they're actually like hitting you in the legs every time you pedal i see and the the, the humvee pockets on the back the enduro humvees um they've got those pockets that kind of go down the back and start at the top yeah. of your ass down to sort of mid thigh they're just brilliant po- that's what i use for everything because they don't get in the way put a pump in there i can fit my um small pump in there no worries mm-hmm. so when i go out for a ride with my with no bag i've just got my uh, wee um bike bag you know strapped underneath the saddle just got yeah. one of them on my pump in yeah. that big long pocket and it's fine um, and i tend to put my phone in that pocket too when i'm mm. um, when i'm using it so if it's not in the bag if i want to take pictures and stuff i'll just have it in that back pocket because if i put it in the front and that's like you say you want pockets in the right place because the problem is if you're putting it in the front phone in the front pocket and it's just like mashing against your thigh every time you pedal because of the position you're in because you're folded over so exactly yeah just exactly yeah you can de- you can definitely tell you can definitely tell when a uh, company's gone to uh gone to good lengths to uh to make sure that you know these uh, whatever the clothing they're making is uh is right for its intended you know yeah. user and uh, endurance specific. certainly yeah, yeah perfect. certainly do that well cool okay right um this is the one i've been waiting for socks what are you going to tell us about socks yeah <laughs> um 
Well, I think you've obviously got different sock lengths. Uh, <laughs> so you've got your trainer socks, which are probably best avoided if you're uh, trying to look like a mountain biker. Yeah. Um, and then, like we we discussed, some of the seal skins ones and some yeah, of the that's true. Um, we mentioned some versus, different materials. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got summer versus winter ones and um, different materials. Um, I guess the good thing with a good thing to look out for with a summer sock is something that's. Um, fits to the fits to the foot quite well so sometimes they have a kind of band around the the arch of the foot and yeah, just yeah. um just socks that are nice and nice and wicking and and lightweight for when it's hot and then um we discussed you know kind of waterproof gear sometimes not working so well but yeah. uh, at least if they've got a fair amount of insulation there that's gonna that's gonna be better than a than a thin sock yeah um, yeah and I know when we talked about gloves, um, the idea of putting a liner glove within a more insulating glove, I guess that applies to to socks as well. So you can get a kind of liner sock and then put that inside a, a slightly thicker one for a bit of extra warmth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, you're right, actually. There are some particular things about socks. Like like you say, I would avoid the seal skin. Don't make them waterproof. They just hold water. Mm. Um, it's run, I use running socks because, they, like yeah. you say, they tend to be quite well-fitted, quite tight on your foot, but still quite padded. So they give you a bit of give you a bit more grip i find actually sometimes i go out in just a normal pair of black socks basically i my normal day-to-day sock is just a black sock from yeah, like yeah. basic shop put in primark or h&m yeah. or something like that um and if you go out and biking in a sock like that a few bad things in that they are uh they're just un- completely ungrippy so your shoe does i, I do find my shoe kind of wobbles about a bit more yeah it moves not, around within yeah, the shoe totally yeah. you're not so you're not so grippy within the shoe whereas if i'm wearing a good pair of running socks there's something about they're just a wee bit more grippy a wee bit more padded so they just seem to stick in the shoe a bit better yeah yeah i um, found that as well yeah and you're talking about length as well i find that if i'm wearing my black socks i'll roll them down a bit because they could come up like halfway up your calf so you roll them <laughs> down a bit and they just collect water so even on a dry day in scotland you've still got puddles and dampness um and uh, they just collect in the sock and you think of this like wet flappy thing uh <laughs> moving up and down your your ankle yeah, which good. is just not pleasant um so yeah i i have to admit i just buy i buy aldi socks aldi running socks great socks for like uh a few quid i can't even remember how much they are like three or four pounds yeah for like two pairs more than that they're brilliant yeah. they're just so good they're really well fitted uh perfect for me um and yeah they're, they're just yeah good length good fit so can't see past them yeah well that's two shouts out for uh <laughs> aldi uh in in both uh, episodes yeah, yeah indeed so. <laughs> what about yourself any particular ones uh no not really um i just kind of have just a few from sponsors you know that have the kind of sponsor logos on but they're all they're all cycling specific socks really so uh they all they all do a good job yeah perfect okay last one and this is one i reckon we could probably do a whole episode on so uh we won't cover it i think i have done it do you know i can't even remember the episode i think think there is one yeah i think there is one uh towards the start yeah. yeah on shoes so on mountain bike shoes um we have we've covered types of pedals haven't we we covered that mm. on a previous episode so we're kind, we've kind of done a little bit about the difference between flat shoes and uh, spd or clipless shoes so maybe we just want to go through you know how to choose a good shoe as opposed yeah. to the different types of shoes yeah, we, won't exactly. go, we won't go into flat versus spuds again or anything like that we'll just for each type maybe just go into what makes a good one so um do you ever ride flats 
Uh, I don't. If you're I'm right. honest. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I'm just fully into the uh, fully into the SBD. So I think you're certainly a better person to. T- <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, quick. Quick couple of tips on flat sh- uh, shoes for flat pedals. Then the main thing with flat pedals is that it does make a big difference what type of shoes you ride. Like I think I did this a bit on the the pedals episode around people saying that flat pedals are crap because they go out on a bit on a pair of um, rubbish flat pedals with a pair of running shoes and yeah. they bounce all over the place and they can't get any grip. But it's because you've got the wrong soles, the wrong pedals. There's no grip because they're both terrible and they're not suited to the, to the situation. Mm. So if you've got a good pair of flat pedals with a great set of cleats and you've got a good pair of shoes with nice rubbery grippy soles suit to the task then they can be just as grippy for me as uh, clipless i mean they're never going to stop you like lifting off like a clipless will but they're just as, as secure for me mm. um so for that you're looking for a pair of shoes that have got a great sole suited to biking um and the best in the business really are uh, 510s um Rare full range of 510 shoes, uh, great shoes with a few different features. You've got the soles, a big one, grippy as anything. Yeah. Um, but you've also got things like uh, lace retention. So with flat shoes, you tend to have laces as opposed to, you know, um, the kind of clip-on stuff or the ratchets or uh, or the Velcro. Um, so having a lot of 510 shoes will have like a little Velcro strap that goes across and holds your lace down, which is great. It doesn't get caught in your chain. Yeah. Uh, you've also got things like um, the sort of the toe box. You want to make sure that's nice and solid. The five ten shoes are always solid as hell. They're like a, a kind of metal box you're putting around your foot. <laughs> it's almost like a, a steel toe cap. Um, the uh, the Greg Minar ones that I've got, like you can kick a wall and it barely hurts your foot because yeah. they're so well padded. <laughs> so they stop any little rocks that fly up at thirty miles an hour and smack into your toes. Um, Whereas if you're wearing a pair of like tennis shoes or whatever, it hurts like crazy when you get hit by a rock like that. So they're the kind of main things in a pair of flat shoes for me. Um, You can get away with normal shoes. So I have worn uh, hiking shoes quite often on my bike because a lot of hiking shoes are actually built with a pretty decent grippy sole. Mm. Um, You want them to be relatively flat, so not like totally cleaty. Uh, like a pair of running off-road running shoes or something like that are not going to be very good because the cleats just kind of slide over and get in the way yeah. of the, of the yeah. cleats on the pedal. But if you've got a relatively flat pair, um, like a pair I use a lot actually are a pair of Merrells. Uh, Morels? I never know how to pronounce them. Yeah, I, I've always said Merrell. Merrell? Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. But I know some people that say Morel. But I've got a pair of waterproof uh, Gore-Tex Morels that I use, Morel Merrells, that I use for <laughs> uh, cycling quite a lot because they're... They're better for kind of more natural trails when you're getting mm. off and on a lot. They're a lot yeah. lighter than my 510s. The 510s, the downside of them is that they're, they can be quite a heavy shoe. Yeah. Um, but my Morels are, are quite waterproof, quite light, um, but still pretty grippy with a nice flat sole. So I think that probably covers everything I would talk about mm. with a pair of flat shoes. Um, you're probably going to end up spending a fair bit on it because... Um, to get all of that stuff, you're thinking either a pretty technical hiking shoe or a specific flat riding shoe. <clears throat> In saying that, <laughs> there's a lot of BMX bikers, a lot of freestylers that just wear things like Vans, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. uh, which will cost you like 40, 50 quid. Bit softer, you're losing out on maybe the rigid, the rigidity of the sole then, so mm. you're, you're transferring less power. Uh, you'll feel more of the pedal, your feet will get sore, a bit more fatigue in your foot. 
so that's probably the downside of paying for just a 40 50 quid you know a, a set of vans or uh, cons or whatever you want to yeah, to use yeah. like that but you can get away with that the soles on them are grippy good and flat and you'll get a lot of grip out of them but it's just the the solidness i suppose yeah, you're more likely yeah. to hurt your foot a bit with them so yeah that's probably probably what covers it for the flats um, so yeah, I'll let you go with the spuds and the clipless. I only experimented with uh, those for a wee while, so I didn't mm. really get that into it. So yeah, you know far more about them than I. Yeah, so I think I think the main things you're looking for are a um, a good solid uh, sole, so something that's usually at the higher end made out of carbon, but at least something that's really rigid, so that all the kind of power transfer that you're putting down is going straight into the bike, straight into the pedals, mm-hmm. rather than something that. Um, more geared towards a flat pedal you might want a, a little bit of movement whereas with this when you're actually clipped into the pedal you kind of want um, it about as rigid as possible mm-hmm. but along with that you obviously need a good shape in the shoe because um, you know to to make sure that your foot's comfortable when it's in there yeah, um, so yeah. you've kind of got that interplay of um, very very stiff and you know stiff and rigid um, sole but yeah, then yeah. something that's uh, actually you can ride in all day and stay you know stay fairly comfortable yeah. um and then other than that you've got the obviously the retention system so a lot of them a lot of the more basic ones will just use a, a velcro strap um maybe two or three velcro straps and then as you go up uh, in price um and in technical features you've kind of got um different buckles and uh, different dials and that kind of thing so there's like a boa lacing system on some on some models some just use uh, a ratchet kind of system at the top which is a really good bet um, and they just kind of lock the shoe down and make sure that it's uh, that it's tight on your foot um, and then uh, you, you obviously sometimes do have to get off and and run or walk in the shoe so yeah. something with a uh, some good um, ankle kind of stability so um, a tough but also comfortable kind of ankle part of the shoe and then some good kind of rubber um, or uh, you know some kind of tread on the bottom so that you can uh, you can actually walk on on a trail or some rocks if you need to do yeah yeah Aye, so a lot of similar types of features really, aren't they? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all, all designed for, for cycling and for, <laughs> and for mountain biking specifically. Yeah. So it's just a, a very slight, a slight difference with uh, which which type of pedal you choose to use. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember with a lot of the clipless shoes, you get, you get quite a range between, you know, quite normal shoes that just happen to have a place to put a cleat yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, right up to the proper just pure plastic light as anything hard as anything mm-hmm. uh clipless shoes like much more like a road shoe i guess they are yeah yeah i i tend i remember finding a pair of cannondale shoes uh which were really good because they were a good, really good balance actually really light well ventilated mm-hmm. um good grip on the bottom so you could walk you could walk over a, a set of rocks no yeah. worries without skating all over them yeah uh, so they seemed like a good balance for me actually my brother got a pair of them and i tried them out a few times they were good um, but I think I had a pair of Shimano shoes actually. The last, yeah. the last set that I had, and they were quite good. Shimano's always yeah. reliable. That's why that's what I use at the moment. Actually, yeah. they've got their their sort of flagship one, and I'm uh, yeah, re- really liking those. They're quite like, quite a low profile shoe, but um, you know, st- strike that nice balance between being really performance orientated, but also like really comfortable as yeah. well. So Perfect. yeah, Shimano are a good brand for cool. sure. Okay, dogs. Anything else on shoes? 
no, I think that's it. Uh, I think we've covered a fair bit of ground um, <laughs> on on those three little yeah, yeah. items of clothing. So. Good stuff. Okay, cool. Right, that rounds out then. That's all we're going to talk about. But kit for the moment. Um, that's our full season on getting to know your mountain bike, making sure that you're buying the right kit that suits your context, your type of riding, all that kind of stuff. So I hope we've helped out. I hope we've managed to uh, sort of demystify a fair bit of it for you. Um, help you choose the right stuff for you. Um, obviously, I'm sure there's plenty of questions left. Mentioned a few times already that we want to do a, a Q&A episode, and that's what we're going to do next time. That's going to be the final episode of the season where we're going to just go through as many questions as we can. We've already had a big range of questions, which is brilliant. Um, we could definitely take more, though. We've gonna, we're probably going to record that next episode in about two weeks' time. Yeah. So as of recording right now... If you, when would it be? Right, so we're going to release the next episode is out on Tuesday, which will be the uh, 16th or so. So, um, that no, wait a minute, right, I'm thinking back. So we record these uh, a little bit strangely sometimes. The 16th was the last episode. This will be out on the 23rd-ish, and then the final episode will be out on the 30th. So if you are before the 30th, if you're before... Um, probably a few days before that send us your questions definitely if you hear this in time then definitely send us your questions do you know what forget about these dates send us questions anyway because we can put it on in the next season we always want to get questions we'd love to get your voice on the show um, and uh, yeah hear from you and answer stuff because we'll go on to the next season anyway I think the plan will be to take probably um, two, three weeks break and then come back uh, with the new season, new topic, whatever we choose to do at that point. Yeah. But we'll definitely, I'd love to get more questions on every single episode, try and do like a 20 minute uh, full topic and then do one or two questions each time. So yeah, point of that is send us some questions, whatever day it is. <laughs> um, you can send them to colin at mountainbikesapart.com or you can tweet us, uh, I'm at Colin MC Gray. Tom is by Tom Bell B Y T O M B E W L yeah by Tom Bell um, and you can do them either way or even better if you can email us at a voice file that'd be brilliant really easy these days pull out your smartphone pull out the voice recorder app every single smartphone has a voice recorder app on it these days just hit the record button ask the question as if you're making a phone call and then email it to me. There should be a share option in there. Email it to colin at mountainbikesapart.com and it can actually feature on the show. That'd be brilliant. That'd be great, yeah. Okay, cool. That was good. I enjoyed that series. <laughs> Covered it all quite in depth. Yeah. Um, I'll give credit to you, Tom. I have to say thanks because you've been the one that's organising these topics. I've basically just jumped on and uh, put in my tuppence every single week but it's been Tom that's been actually planning these out and trying to make sure we're doing it all comprehensively so thanks for uh, putting the work into actually planning all these and make, putting a bit of structure behind it Ah, no problem at all I've, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, doing it and talking through all these uh, different bits of gear and uh, and tips so it's been yeah, it's been great Indeed, cool. Okay, and thanks you too for listening. Thanks for uh, joining in every single week, giving us, uh, well, 20 minutes to 40 minutes of your time. It means a lot to us. It's um, I know it's precious. So uh, if you can keep on listening, that'd be brilliant. Hopefully see you next week for the final episode, the Q&A. Hopefully hear from you with a couple of questions as well. And then obviously continuing on. doesn't finish there. We'll be back for the season after that as well. Absolutely. Great. I hope you have a great week in biking and we'll talk to you next time. 